0: I'm Crystal. And I'm Sheena. And this is the Lifestyle of the Weird and Interesting
1: Podcast, conversations you won't find in life's handbook.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to... The podcast. This is episode 20, and this is our Halloween episode. And today we have Kimberly C back with us. We were super excited to have her. If you haven't listened to our episode about career changes, we can leave it in the show notes or you can go back through our catalog and you can find it. That was a really great conversation. But today, for Halloween and to encapsulate the whole spooky vibes, Kimberly's going to share with us her spooky stories. We all have them, but hers are interesting and they're fun, and I'm even in one of them. So, Kimberly, how's it going?
2: Yay, thanks for having me back. Super excited and super excited for spooky season and to share my ghosty stories with all of you.
0: Obviously, you believe in ghosts. You believe in spirits. I do. Tell tell us a a little bit about that.
2: Okay, I definitely believe in ghosts because I've seen them, and I know I'm not just crazy. No, (laughs) Um, you're not. I definitely believe in spirits and an afterlife and something beyond the current world. I mean, I feel like it's something to look forward to as well. In a way, like, if I don't know, the thought of, like, just dying and that being it is so, like, sad and depressing. So I feel like, you know, something after in the afterlife just seems a lot more fun and... I believe in reincarnation. I believe in all of that stuff. So I don't know how it works. I don't know the ins and the outs, but I definitely believe it's a real thing.
0: I can just see you being like, that's a party and I'm ready for it. Like when the time comes, I'm ready to party.
2: Oh, yes. I will be a fun ghosty in my ghosty world with all my ghosty friends. I will haunt. I will haunt you. I'll do all the spooks.
0: So we have an inside joke because I'm like, what, four months older than you Mm -hmm. and all of our birthday cards to each other. It's always, you're going to die first. You're going to die first.
2: (laughs) It sounds sounds so morbid, but I remember buying, I was really young and I don't know what birthday it was. Crystal's probably seventh birthday or something. And my mom and I went to Target to get her a Barbie doll. And I didn't know how death worked because I was so young and just like. I don't know, innocent. And I remember checking out at Target. And I remember asking my mom, like, oh, so Crystal is gonna die first. And my mom's like, well, why do you think that? And I was like, Well, because she's <laughs> older than me. <laughs> and my mom was like, Oh, that's not how it works. And her and the cashier were laughing. And I was like, No, because she's older than me, she has to die first. And ever <laughs> since then, I think that's when like I really learned, wait, that's not how death works. It doesn't matter like how old you are. But Ever since then, I was like, yeah, she's going to die first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> totally. And so innocent,
2: like for so seven innocent.
0: years old. It's so innocent, but it's literally the most morbid thing ever. And that's I just know. like stuck. <laughs> like we always put in our cards to each other. You're going to die first. You're going to yes, die first. That's but... funny. I feel like, Kim, you would haunt the shit out of me. Like you would <laughs> mess with me so hard because that's just what you do <laughs> as a person.
2: Yeah. A hundred percent. I would find a way to haunt people and like play pranks on them.
0: That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So on that note, what was your first experience with the paranormal that you can remember?
2: Okay. So it definitely, all of these stories happened, I would say before the age of like probably 10. I was young. I don't remember the exact first one but they were all around the the same time frame so i would say within a couple years of each other and one was i was playing in um my living room at the time and i had one of those like little tents those cheap like little paper i don't know plastic tents that you could get they weren't very big and they had like barbie on the outside or toy story or whatever something disney related and i was playing inside that in my living room by myself and i swear I saw a man walk by the tent, like a shadow of a, a person. And he was wearing like a hat, like a really creepy, I don't know how to describe it, just like a top hat. And he walked by the tent and I screamed and ran out. I started crying, ran to my mom and my mom never believed me um, and said it was my cat. And she was like, it was just your cat walking by. And I was like, there's no way that was a cat. That was a whole man. It was terrifying. And then I was actually like as an adult in the last couple of years scrolling on TikTok and a video popped up and was like, have you seen the hat man? And I went down this entire rabbit hole about people who have seen the exact, is it, what, what is it called? Like an appar- apparition? What is it called?
0: Apparition, shadow yeah. man, shadow person. Yeah.
2: Who have seen the exact same thing I saw as a kid. And it's so creepy. And there's their stories are very like spooky and creepier. Mine was a one-time thing. I saw him. But the shadow man, apparently, he's real. And people see him sometimes at the end of their bed. He wears like a top hat. It's so scary. Um, but there's a whole thing on it. And I just learned about that in the last couple years.
1: That's crazy. I've never heard about that before, but it's interesting anytime. That someone witnesses something and then it's corroborated by people in other places, right? Like, I feel the same way about Bigfoot. Like, anytime somebody talks about Bigfoot and then I'm like, but so many people have stories yeah, Bigfoot, right?
2: A hundred percent. Like, I don't know. I don't believe in coincidences, really. I feel like everything happens. And it was something I kind of put in the back of my head and kind of forgot about. Um, until this TikTok popped up and was like, have you seen the shadow man? And they have like a picture of him. If you just type in on TikTok shadow man, you'll see it. It's so scary.
0: That's terrifying. No, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. So what's the next experience after that?
2: Well, the one that involves Miss Crystal over here, that one's clear as day. So again, I would say, I think all of these happened in my living room. So Mm -hmm living room slash dining room was kind of like an open concept in a way like you could just walk into one room from the other there was no doors and this all happened in the same house and i was sitting on a love seat that my mom or my dad used to have like near the window and crystal was over this was like real like crystal was actually over and i had a cat named ben who we were like obsessed with we would fight over this cat and he was the man and i was sitting on this love seat and I remember Crystal in real life, like real Crystal, went to the restroom.
0: and Also, then, side you know, note, your bathroom was sketchy as shit because yes. the door would get stuck all the time. So I was always afraid to use it. <laughs> and like the doorknob would just <laughs> get stuck. Anyway, side note. So What's I this, go to the bathroom.
2: This was all before renovations, right? right? All these, All these stories were before we had renovations. So this was like the old house. And yeah, it was definitely older. Doors would get stuck, stuff like that. I was sitting on this love seat and Crystal, real Crystal was in the bathroom. And then all of a sudden, Crystal comes out of the bathroom, walks in through, so the kitchen led through the dining room and then you could get to the living room through the dining room. Crystal walks through the kitchen and goes, where's Ben? And I was like, I think he went under the table. And she's like, oh, there he is. And she scoots down to like get Ben. And then all of a sudden, Crystal comes out of the bathroom. And it wasn't Crystal I was talking to, but it looked just like her, sounded like her. She asked about Ben, and I was like, wait, did you get Ben? And she was so confused, like, I wasn't looking for him.
0: And there's a correlation, because we had talked about these ghost stories when we went to our girls' trip to Austin. And we, I mean, for me personally, I found out a lot more stories that you had never shared with me. But Mm -hmm. there's a correlation with that dining room table, which is the creepiest thing. And I remember being like, I was in the bathroom. Like, I had to convince you, like, I was in the bathroom. I was was,
2: a hundred percent thought she was playing with me. I thought she was pulling a trick, but I swear, like I had a full conversation with Crystal, but it wasn't really her. It was so creepy. And when she went into the table, she never came back out. So that's super creepy. I know. I have
1: the same response where I'm like, no, (laughs) I hate it.
2: (laughs) That's so creepy. (laughs) Yeah. And when you're so young, you like don't really question things as much as like when you're an adult because you realize like the older you get, the more, you know, and I'm just like, okay, like either she's playing a prank on me or I I dreamed that just happened. But I didn't think there was like, I don't know, an entity or anything, you know.
0: Yeah, and you're also to mention the living room. Your parents, you, they had a very eclectic style, but a very, like, vintagey feel. Like, even today in their house now, they have a lot of vintage stuff. Yeah. And they had this, like, wooden picture of a clown. Oh, oh. Front and right is- center in the freaking living room that was always terrifying. It looked like one of those, like, um, old school circus, like, not cutesy, like, creepy vintage clown things. They still have to. up in the living room. Ew, I'll no. Try,
2: I'll try to send a picture if you want to like put it in your show notes or something if you can even do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that actually, that clown photo came from a house where my brother saw some type of entity or ghost. So that what? kind of just reminded me of it. When you brought that up, it came from a house that my brother hated and he swears, I can't remember the whole story and I can't contact him because he's in another country right now, but there was something to do with like him being at the house when they picked that up and there was like a ghost or something.
1: That's crazy. Ew. So does So here's a question about all of this. Like, is this something that runs in your family? Like, has everybody in your family experienced this to some degree or is it just you? I mean, obviously your brother has, so it can't be just you, but can you expand a little bit on that?
2: As far as I know, my mom, my dad, and my sister haven't had any experiences. My mom, a hundred percent thought I made like all this up. She probably still doesn't believe me. My dad, same thing. No, like they thought I was crazy, like making things up, seeing things, always blaming the cats on everything. Cause we lived in a house with so many animals. So Mm -hmm. it was always the dog, always the cat. There was always an, there was always an answer. Never like, it couldn't be evil or it couldn't be a spirit because to them, they're like, no, that doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. Well, they yeah. They even
2: blamed my sister on stuff. So like, cause my sister was er, is eight years older than me. So they would be like, she's just scaring you, but she wouldn't be home when these things would happen. So. Hmm. Yeah. Um, That's as far as I know, it's just, it's just me.
0: But you also had like a traumatic type birth situation. I think my mom told
2: me that there was some sort of like my heart stopped when she, for a second when I was when she was giving birth so we always I've always wondered if that has something to do with it because I think crystal has said like
1: there's probably
2: a correlation
1: between the two sure I could see that for sure like you know having that brush with it that maybe you're a little bit maybe that veil is like a little bit thinner for you <laughs> yeah for sure interesting I didn't mean to derail you completely no, I just-
2: <laughs> no you're fine not at all a good question
0: so what's the next story the next thing that happened okay
2: so again living room situation my parents going back to what crystal said they've always had like older furniture whether they got it from uh, my grandma's house so she was born oh my gosh I don't even know when she was born late 1800s or yeah late 1800s though so like she has super old furniture that probably Mm -hmm. comes with some sort of I don't know, spookiness. And um, I remember they had a super long, like old couch in our living room against the wall. And I was playing PlayStation. This was like PlayStation 1, Crash Team Racing. This was like, I don't know, late 90s, early 2000s. So super long time ago. And I was playing a video game. And back then, like, I don't know if they're, they're still the same, but like when it would go to a next level, the screen would kind of go black for a second, kind of like when you're watching Hulu now without ads, but then they still have that like moment of just a black screen because that's where the ad would be. That's kind of what it was. So like it went to a next level. And when it switched, I could see like the reflection of my, the room I was in on the black screen. And there was an old man sitting on the couch behind me. And I just remember turning around really, really quick and him not actually being there. Like I couldn't see him. I turned around but i saw him in the reflection and i screamed so loud i threw my controller and i remember (laughs) running down the hallway crying and my dad was like taking a nap or something in the room was like what and i told him what happened and he said that like this is so weird because his dad so my grandpa used to always sit in that spot on the couch and i never met him he died before i was born so i was born in 92 he i think died in like 89. So he died a couple years before I was born. But my dad was like, whoa, like how, like how weird. Like it must have been him, like just watching you play. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's exactly where he would sit. So it was really bizarre.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. You got validation. Um, oh, yeah. From your dad on that sure. one, at least.
2: Uh huh. Yeah. It was crazy. Super creepy. Going back to like my parents owning like weird old stuff. The table, too, was also, like, an antique table. Um, I don't know where they got it from. I don't even, I don't think they still have it. I, I. It's not in their current house, if they do. So, I don't know where that table is. But I'm pretty sure it came from either my grandma's house or just, like, an antique type table that they bought somewhere. So, yeah, that's creepy.
1: <laughs> that's interesting. I wonder if, so there's, like, I mean, probably to cover our bases, we should talk about, like, different entities and, like, what different things can be like, sometimes the belief is that they will attach to like objects. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so the idea of that being like your grandpa totally makes sense, because if that's a place where he would have spent a lot of time, then of course, like, why wouldn't he show up in the same place? Right. But the same thing can be said for like any of the others. So maybe the dining room table, like, you know, Mm -hmm. came from somebody's house and they were attached to it for some reason. Then of course, like you're also bringing that kind of energy in with it. Does that make sense? 100%. 100%. Yeah, I believe that. Kind of crazy. Also,
0: the doppelganger thing freaks me out like no other. Like, yeah. I would say, like, the reflection story, ever since I saw Insidious, which is one of my favorite paranormal uh, movie franchises, like, absolutely obsessed. But there's a lot of like reflections in there. And I, I think I mentioned this in our loss episode, but like, when my dad was passing, I was like, giving him ways to come visit me that were mm-hmm. acceptable and ways that were not and i was like please do not show up in a mirror please do not make things go missing because i literally will not have a good time but you know come to me in this way or come to me in that way but reflections freak me out so bad and then i would say number two is the doppelganger that mm. concept uh,
2: so creepy, so creepy so i know now if i die first how i'm gonna oh. haunt you
0: <laughs> Don't do it. I will
1: come back and be a reflection of herself.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, we exorcism, Kim. No, Not happening.
1: we'll all know we have documented
0: evidence. Yeah, so. <laughs> I have funny. boundaries. <laughs> so
1: I love funny. the idea that you're like reasoning with people, like how it's acceptable yeah, to haunt um, you. <laughs>
2: exactly i love how you're like telling them your boundaries you're like this is not okay and this is fine
0: (laughs) well that's pretty great i didn't want because i don't want to be scared right and you know at that point i'm basically grieving a loss before it happens and i'm just trying to rationalize i'm trying to Mm -hmm. just you know talk it out and i'm like just don't give me a heart attack because i'm not ready to die yet like i don't want to join you like you know but like be friendly and do minor things. Exactly, Just, like, don't go crazy. <laughs> <That is laughs> minor <so funny>. things. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh goodness. goodness! But yeah, there's yeah the attachment to objects. There's the shadow people, orbs, doppelgangers, Ugh. and then there's like the angels, like the white light type of spirits. There's other ones, but those are uh-huh. the ones I think of. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and in previous episodes, we've kind of talked a little bit about what signs, you know, could precede something like that and, and what to look for and how those communications also come through. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you didn't listen to that episode, you should definitely go back and listen to it. We'll link it again in the show notes so that you can find it pretty easy. Yeah. A lot it- of options <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> on the table, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. What is the next story? Um. Well, then. OK, so. I
2: don't know if you want to put this story in, but you can, if you want, this okay. reminded me of when I also forgot about you kind of triggering things as we go on. I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember now. So speaking of my grandpa, I remember one time when I was younger, do you, do you remember our cat Mort growing up? I don't know yeah. if he was still alive. Okay. You remember Mort. Okay. Yeah. So Mort was a cat that was like my dad's favorite cat. He came around before I was born. So he lived a really long life. I think, or was she, was it a girl? I don't even remember, but he lived to be like 22 this cat a really long time but was around way before I was born by a couple years at least I remember being pretty young I would say about six or seven again and telling my dad how like the day we found Mort and my dad was like what and I was like yeah like you were working on a car in the garage at as my grandma that's what we call her you were working on a red car in the garage at Yaya's house and you found Mort in the garage and I could like tell my dad all the details of the story and he was just like you weren't even born yet. Like, how do you know that? But the weird Mm. part is my memory of it, because I still like vaguely have it, is me looking down on them, which is so weird and crazy and like chilling. Cause like, I don't ever see this vision or this memory as like me actually being there, but more like me watching it happen. And so he was really weirded out because like, I knew that he was with like, who he was with what the color of the car was that the garage door was open where the cat was like I could remember all the details but it happened years before I was even born
1: dude I just got like (laughs) goosebumps from my whole body like my face that's wild (laughs) that is the coolest story
0: (laughs) so crazy right (laughs) yeah that's awesome well Matt goes like to one of my personal beliefs, and this is what one of my favorite psychic mediums believes as well, is our soul has a contract and our Mm -hmm. soul has things to learn. So you, your soul before you were born probably knew you were going to sign a contract with your family. Mm -hmm. And so you were, you know, just waiting for the time to be born. So you're just keeping an eye on things and watching out for them.
2: Yeah, I totally believe that.
1: That's super cool. That reminds me, I'll share a story really quick. Yeah. It reminds me of when my daughter was super little and between my two kids, so I have I have a daughter first and then I have a son after and there's about 4 years in between the two of them. And our daughter at the time the this story taking place was about 3. So we didn't we didn't even know yet that we were having another baby. And she had been going to daycare because I was working. And she had come home from daycare. And one day, she was just like, where's my brother? And I was like, what? You don't have a brother. She's like, yes, I do. I was like, no, you don't. And she's like, yes, I do. He's just not here. And I was (gasps) like, what? And she was like, where's my brother? She would ask all the time. And I was like, that's freaking weird. And then we found out we were pregnant. Like, I don't know, maybe close to a year later we found out and then we were like oh okay so we're having this baby and then at the time like she had gotten older and she was like nope it's gonna be a sister the whole time like it's gonna be a girl and she would have this conversation with my father-in-law and he would say what if it's a brother and she would say i'm just gonna throw him in the lake (laughs) she was not not happy with that idea but then we took her with to find out the gender of the baby and as soon as she saw that she was like yep that's my brother and then she was just oh. talking about it, and she was like, That's my brother all the time. And I was like, That's so weird.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. That gave me yeah. chills.
1: Yeah, it was a weird situation. It's kind of cool, though.
2: It's oh, really love, cool. Kids, I love stories like that. Kids, mm-hmm. I swear, they like their veil is so thin. They can see oh, things, yeah. hear things, all that.
1: For sure. For sure. And that makes sense. I mean, because you're like six or seven in most of your stories, right? So, of course. I mean, I still still will maintain that belief that you had that brush so early on that Mm -hmm. maybe that makes it so you can perceive things that other people can't. And maybe that's why. But also, you know, you're young. And so you have much more of like a proclivity for that kind of thing than, than somebody who's like a full grown adult. Like we've been Mm -hmm. taught to doubt these things. We've been taught to not um, give a lot of weight to the experiences that we have that come through as abnormal. Right? Yeah,
2: I completely agree. And like, I think that's where my parents come from is like Mm -hmm. they're older. So they're more old school and like, they definitely didn't believe anything what I would say or see, but like, they were also older i mean my dad was in his 40s when i was born and mm-hmm. my mom was in late 30s i swear if i have a kid and they see things i'm gonna 100 percent believe them one because it's gonna creep me out but two because it's like yeah i've been there done that <laughs> like type yeah of thing.
0: that makes sense that's awesome okay next story okay next
2: and this is like the <laughs> creepiest story that apparently crystal did you just hear of this story when we were in austin Yes. Yes.
1: She she texted me. She was like, we have to have Kim come on and talk about ghosts because you're never going to believe the shit that I just learned. And I was like, you guys are best friends. Like, how did you not know? (laughs) That is so funny. (laughs) And it's probably because like,
2: it was so terrifying. And I got in so much trouble for this because my mom didn't believe it was real. And Jessica and I just weren't allowed to talk about it. Like, because they thought we were making this horrible, creepy story up, which I don't know where we would have even gotten this type of knowledge from this is again like late 90s early 2000s we didn't have access to like the internet and stuff yeah. like that jessica who is one of mine and crystal's other friends since i've known her since i was born like three months after i was born and Je- crystal's known her since kindergarten um we were kind of like a trio and jessica was sleeping over at my house one night again we were in the living room back then we only had three bedrooms so like it was my parents room my brother's room and my sister's room and we we're all like eight and a half ish years apart so I didn't have my own room I slept with my parents and if I had sleepovers they were always in this living room
0: we made forts like we were forts. big yes. on making forts and that one time you'll have to share this after but you thought I like suffocated one night oh, anyway yeah. continue yeah we'll get to
2: that story that was funny well not funny but <laughs> it was funny you know like nothing happened but we were hanging out in the living room watching a movie it was pretty dark i do remember that i want to say the only light was from the tv and it was pretty late i would say my parents were in bed at this point but they weren't asleep and i remember i was sitting down and i want to say if i remember correctly jessica was to my left and we were watching tv just on top of our sleeping bags probably had popcorn candy all that type of stuff and i remember like my eyes being on the tv but then i kind of saw something in my peripheral vision on like my left hand side coming from under the table and all i and in front of the table we had this big chair it was just like a one person chair but it was really large so it was coming from behind the chair but like from under the table and i could still see it because there was enough of a gap in between all i remember is it looking really dark and creepy and having some sort of either red eyes or red like horns or red something. And I remember saying, what the heck is that? Or something along those lines to Jessica and Jessica looking and she saw it too. And so I knew whatever it was, was really there. And I wasn't imagining it because she saw it too. And it was kind of staring at us, really creepy. Like it was short. I remember it being more short in stature because it fit under the table, but really not nice looking. Like it looked evil. And I, I didn't really know what evil was then. And so Jessica and I screamed. We started hysterically crying. We ran out of the living room, ran down the hallway to my parents because at this point they were running out of their room because they didn't know what was happening. We couldn't even get the words out. We were so scared. And Finally, I we said that there was something under the table like someone was under the table trying to scare us and my mom was Screaming that we were lying making things up Um, I remember my brother took Jessica to his room to get the story out of her because they wanted to see if they were the same I guess and to calm us down and my sister I want to say had just gotten home and my mom started screaming at her, like, why would you scare your little sister like that? And my mm. sister had no idea what was happening. She had just gotten home. she It wasn't my sister. I know that for a hundred percent, it was not my sister. My sister's short, but she's not that short. Like, she, she was not <laughs> under the table. At this, if Say we were like eight, she would have been like 17-ish at the time. Like, mm-hmm. I'd have been a little older. She was not getting under our table at 17, trying to scare us. Like she had better things to do. She's probably trying to hide that she was like not sober coming home or something. <laughs> like that's what <laughs> she was worried about. And she got eaten alive because my mom screamed at her, blamed her, said it was my sister trying to scare us. We knew it wasn't. We knew what we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no telling us it was a human. It wasn't human, whatever it was. And eventually they told us we were lying we were seeing things and our imagination was playing tricks on us and to calm down and go back to bed and we had to go back in the living room and we had to finish oh, our sleep no. over. <laughs> and whatever it was was gone at that point and it didn't happen again i don't remember what the rest of the night was like i just really remember like that being very terrifying and getting a lot of in a lot of trouble and getting screamed at about it but i do remember The next year we were in i want to say this probably happened in third grade because i in i want to say in fourth grade we were in class and somebody started talking about the devil and we had never heard of that i didn't know what it was my dad did work at a church but like i didn't go to any of like i don't know the sermons or anything like that Mm -hmm. so um i remember somebody talking about the devil and when they were describing it jessica and i kind of just looked at each other like that i think is what we saw like Mm. Uh, according to like these you know drawings of it and the way the person was describing it we were like dude that had to be it like it the way you're describing it it had the red for either the eyes of the horns like it was so scary I remember going home and telling my mom that I saw the devil and like <laughs> again slipped out my mom lost her Can i swear on here yeah yeah (laughs) she lost her shit like and i remember i was probably i think i was playing school in my dad's old desk that he had in the living room and i was like yeah mom i know jessica and i saw that one night and she was like what it's like the devil and oh my goodness my at the same time i was telling my mom jessica was telling her mom she saw the devil and our parents both lost it called each other screamed at us told us never to talk about that again, not to talk about the devil, that the kids at school were trying to scare us and that they don't know where they mm. learned it from, but that they're probably learning it at home or from the wrong crowd and that, you know, it's wrong. Don't listen to them. That's <laughs> not what you saw.
1: Right. And
2: I would not to talk about the devil again or what we saw. So that's probably why Crystal has never heard this story.
0: <laughs> that makes sense. That's pretty traumatizing. Yeah, pretty yeah. traumatizing.
2: And I'm sure if my mom found out, I told you at like eight or nine years old, you know, she, you, you probably wouldn't have been allowed over because they probably would have all thought I was crazy. I don't know. I'm gonna figure out where that table is, though. <laughs> That's at your sister's house. <laughs> I don't think so. I, she has a table, but it's not that one. <laughs> Imagine, though.
1: Ugh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Meanwhile, Crystal's drawing tombstones and notebooks,
0: right? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and crying because selena's dead you know yeah
1: It's yeah. a whole thing in itself
0: <laughs> yeah oh that's funny that's wild that like our parents because again my mom was spiritual but i really wonder why your parents i feel like your dad sounds more open to it yeah. than your mom and your mom's like defense mechanism like if it's not tangible then it's not real like if you can't Mm -hmm. touch it it's not real kind of reaction
2: yeah Yeah, and always blaming like hearing stories at school or make like it just has for your imagination stuff like that um Mm -hmm. but i want to say that was like i don't know exactly what order this all happened in but those were like after that kind of stopped i know that my parents did have the house blessed not i don't think after this happened but they had it blessed before. And I kept Mm. telling them, like, you need to get the house blessed. Like, there's something in here. I remember some of my friends always just getting weird feelings in the house, too. Like, I don't know if Jessica's experience, like, made her feel that way. But she always got creeped out about at our house. And then eventually, shortly after that, when so this fourth grade was when we learned what we possibly could have seen. And in fifth grade slash sixth grade is when we started the renovations. And after that, nothing happened. So... Mm. We completely remodeled the house, built a whole new story on top of it. And like the living room remained in the dining room. But once the addition was built, we never hung out in there anymore.
0: And it was a different vibe too. the hallway always creeped me out because it was dark. Mm-hmm. Um, And also there was a mirror in front of it, like mm-hmm. your that big closet with the mirror yeah. was in that hallway. So it was always really like freaky because when you're coming out of the bathroom, because the bathroom that... You get trapped in mm-hmm. was down that hallway so you open up the bathroom and then you have the hallway and that mirror so you can see what's behind you hence like reflections terrifying mm-hmm. and then also the creepy paintings in in the living room that wasn't really the vibe i got after the remodel like it was yeah a, it was a whole different vibe
2: it was more open more light more airy fresher fresher and did have like i don't know when the house was built probably like the 60s or so It had more of like a seventies feel before with like the wallpaper and the mirrors everywhere. So that vibe wasn't there after. I mean, some weird things happened. Did I tell you the story on the last podcast about my grandma
0: with a little girl? I don't know if you mentioned it on the podcast, but it sounds familiar, but you can mention it again.
2: Yeah. Like just it's quick. Like the, the only thing I really remember happening after was my Yaya being over. Cause at this point, this point, like this is when I was in high school, she was older. So we always watched her and she had like Alzheimer's and stuff. So, you know, her mind was already playing tricks on her or was it? Maybe she did see all this stuff.
0: And, and we messed with I, her, which did we, not help. Us. did not help. And
2: <laughs> I remember one time I was walking up the stairs to go to my room because my room was upstairs and she was like, who's the little girl behind you? And I was like, what little girl? She's like, the little girl who's following you, Kimberly, who is that your friend? And like, I turned around like there was no, I wasn't I didn't have a friend over. There was no little girl hanging out with me. But my yaya said there was so that I remember happening. Um, I didn't see it. I didn't feel it. But it was still kind of like spooky.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think anytime somebody gives you that kind of feedback, it would be like, what the hell are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. But then also, like, you're older, right? And so mm-hmm. you've been taught, especially through these experiences, like, you've had, I don't know, like, outside influences telling you, like, don't trust this. Like, this yeah. is not what's really happening. Like, it's your imagination, like, all of these things, right? And so, like, at that point, like, especially being in high school, your mind is is starting to conform to, like, what's acceptable, if yeah. that makes sense. Like,
2: closed off at this point. Yeah.
1: Like, for sure. Like just teaching yourself that that's the way that you don't get in trouble. And so that's the way that you conduct yourself. Exactly. That's crazy. That's intense. Like that's scary. You know, I think that's almost creepier than the thing under the table.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was really creepy and I was like, okay, like, is she being crazy? Cause you know, like, or does she see something? Yeah, it was spooky for sure.
1: Or I wonder if, like, maybe, like, having that Alzheimer's, like, going through that, you know, maybe that thins that veil a little bit, too, right? Oh, for
2: sure. I would think so. I don't remember. I know she passed away when I was 18. 18, Mm And I think this probably occurred a couple years before she passed. But I remember, like, as it got closer to her passing away, she definitely, like, you know, would see things, always ask about where her husband went because she saw him earlier, mm-hmm. things like that. So I definitely think the veil was thinner. And um I always hear from nurses, like, or I see yeah. talk again from nurses who work in homes with older people that once death is approaching, they start to, you know, see things. They'll be like, yeah. oh, my, my husband's in the room with me, but the husband passed away years earlier.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's super common. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a couple of experiences with that exact thing where my great grandpa, so my great, he's not actually my grandpa. He's my sister's grandpa. And it's a very complicated story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My birth dad like, is someone other than what my mom was married to. It's a whole thing. So um, it's my sister's great grandpa. And he lived, he was super old. He was like, I want to say he was almost 90 when he finally passed. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he fought in World War II. So he, you know, went overseas. Um, when the war was over, he stayed and taught German and English to the kids in the school in Germany because he was stationed there for a period of time after the war. Um, and my sister's grandma actually has memories of living there. And she's told me about it. So this would have been the same time period that they had like x-ray shoe boxes. So you would, to see if the shoe fit appropriately on your foot, you would put the shoe on your foot and put it inside of this box and look at how the bone structure fit inside of the shoe. And they didn't know that it was toxic to people until kids started getting sick. So this is like super long time ago, right? Like 19, late forties, early fifties, probably. Anyway, he had outlived his wife no. His wife passed after him. So he had outlived. He had several sisters that had passed before him. He grew up during the Great Depression. When he got out of the military, he bought a farm because he knew if he had a farm, his family would never go hungry again. So that's kind of his story, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So toward the end of his life, like he he had cancer and he was fighting it, but he ended up having to stay in like a home for people who are going through that kind of stuff. So... Mm-hmm he was there for a couple of years and then he got really sick and they took him to the hospital and I went and I sat with him in the hospital room with my sister's grandma and he kept talking and the things that he was saying, like he hadn't talked like that in years. Like we hadn't heard him talk like that in a long time. And he was, he was talking to a woman named Fern and Fern had passed decades before.
0: Wow. So he just kept, he
1: kept talking to Fern and my grandma kept telling me, she was like, oh yeah, that's like, I can't remember if it was his sister or his cousin, but it was someone he had grown up with and she had been gone for a long, long time. And she just was like, yeah, he's getting really close. And my grand, my sister's grandma, she was a nurse for years and years and years. And so she kind of knew. And I that was my first experience with it. I think I was, I want to say I was like maybe 20 When he passed away i was still pretty young and um being there in that experience i remember the room felt really weird Mm -hmm. like i remember being in the room and like feeling like there was stuff that was unseen Mm -hmm. right but not having really the language to be able to quantify that and like explain it to someone else because i was so young and i didn't have all those experiences right and then there was when my father-in-law was sick He was in the hospital. He was also fighting cancer. And I remember sitting there with my husband um, and his dad was kind of dehydrated and and struggling. Like he had a tumor in his throat that made it so he couldn't talk anymore. So he would like handwrite notes to everybody. And we were sitting in the hospital room and his mom was like, I really just need to go get some food. So his siblings took her to go get food and we just kind of sat there with him. And as we were sitting there, my husband looked at me and he was like, This room feels really crowded. And I was like, yeah, but we were the only people in that room. So here's the really interesting part. His dad was in room 101 when he passed away. And we we still lived like we bought his childhood home and took care of his mom for nine years after his dad passed away. And every time we would take her down to the hospital for blood work or for any kind of medical thing, she would tell them, you can't put me in room 101 right so toward the end of her life she was at the hospital here for probably almost a week she was really just not doing well um she needed around the clock care and they were like we really would urge you to put her into a care facility so that she has that around the clock care and i was like yeah like we had to work out the logistics of it um there's like a financial burden that comes with that right and so we had to navigate all of that stuff so we got her all set up they transferred her on a saturday so we got it all worked out on a friday she went up there on a saturday they called us that Sunday and said, you need to come. She's not doing okay. Like we expect she'll probably pass today or tomorrow. So we went up and said our goodbyes, even though like she was asleep as we walked into the nurse's station, this is during COVID. So it's like this whole protocol. Um, nobody under the age of 18 was allowed to go in. So our kids had to go to the window to say goodbye to her. Um, and they had you scrub in, like you had to put on a nurse gown, you had to scrub in up to your elbows with rubbing alcohol. You had to wear a mask. It was like a whole thing. And we go walking down the hall, and my husband says, What room is she in? And the nurse says, She's in room 101.
2: Oh, whoa. Ooh,
1: <laughs> <chills>. <laughs> and as soon as she said that, we looked at each other, and I was like, That seems fitting. And our theory was the conclusion that we reached was that she was in that room so her dad, so that his dad could find her when she passed and I was yeah. like, that gives me peace. So I'm going to yeah. believe that <laughs> Wow!
0: wow.
2: Oh it was really God.
1: crazy. But we went into the room and like, I remember seeing her there on the bed, right? She had been up earlier that day. She had eaten, she had taken a shower, she was doing okay. And then she went to sleep and just never woke up. And as we were walking into the room, I felt her not in that bed. I could feel her body on the other side. Like her body was in that bed, but she as a soul was not in that body. She was somewhere mm-hmm. else. And I could feel her on the other side of the room. And yeah. I was just like, what do you do? Like that's such a bizarre thing to try to explain to somebody. But yeah, it was yeah. it was pretty interesting. And like having spent so much time with her, I knew her energy really well. So I was like, yeah, I feel comfortable saying, like, and I told my husband, I was like, she's not over here. And he was like, yeah, I know. (laughs) It was crazy. Such a cool experience. Like, so sad, of course, anytime. But it's so cool to be present to see that kind of transformation take place, right? Yeah.
2: Wow, that's crazy. It's like a full circle moment with the
1: room. Yeah, super, super weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's touching though. That's such a touching thought. Like, Mm -hmm. so her husband could find her. I love that. Well, they were like they loved each other so much, honestly.
1: Like all they were like life goals as a couple for sure. (laughs) They were so good to each other like forever. I I loved them so so much. Like they were wonderful people. So and it's interesting because we we bought his childhood home and we've lived here. Oh, almost 13 years that we've been in this house and his mom passed away about three years ago. And ever since then, like there's been moments where I'm like, oh, like I can feel that they're here in the house with us. Like his dad used to have a garden and he would go out the back door and then come back into the house and like kind of wander around the kitchen. And there's been several times that my husband has gone in there and he can like smell his dad Wow. And he'll, like you can feel him like move around the room and then mm-hmm. it's gone. Like it's not it doesn't stick for very long. But there's definitely times where like it's distinguishable. And then one more story that I'll share was last year in September. It was uh, my dad passed away in August. And it was probably about a month after he had passed away. We knew it was coming. Like, we all, he had, like, a month where he got to say goodbye to everybody and say thank you to everyone It was really beautiful. And it was, like, September. And I was having a really rough day with it. Like, of course, you miss them. Like, I have a hard time feeling sad about it, especially now. Because I'm, like, he gets to be with everybody all the time. Like, why would I be sad about that? Yeah. Um, but. There was one day that I had the front door open, the screen door was shut, and it was a beautiful day outside, but I was really having a hard time. And the wind blew, the screen door blew open just a little bit, and I felt my dad walk in my front door and sit down on the couch next to me.
0: Whoa, I love that story. It's so crazy. Fun. It's like the
1: weirdest thing ever. Wow. <laughs> but then also when we were I just said one more and then I said one more and now I have really one more.
2: <laughs> Yay. No, I like them. Um,
1: we went to uh, Glacier National Park. It was about a month ago that we were up there. And that day that we drove into the park, we had to stop and get fuel and then we had to stop at another place, like we had a couple of stops we had to make on our way into the park. Every place we stopped, I heard a song that my dad was listening to, like when I was growing up. So all of them were like his favorite songs. And right before we had gone on that trip, I love podcasts, which is why I love making one. I consume podcasts like, a ridiculous amount. Mm
0: -hmm. I love
1: listening to people talk about things and learning more about like the world. And there was a podcast I had listened to and I wish I could remember which one it was. If I can find it in my history, I'll link it in the show notes because it was really great how the guy was explaining it. But the the guy was saying that he had lost his wife earlier um, and he was having a really hard time like going out and doing the things that they had always planned to do. And then he had this realization that when he goes and does those things, now it's like she sees things through his eyes. And so the whole time we were in the park, ooh, I'm going to cry. Mm. The whole time that we were in the park, I just kept thinking that thought. It was like, he's seeing the world with my eyes now.
0: Oh. And so oh, now absolutely. like whenever
1: I go places that he always wanted to go and like, oh, this is really cool. To be able to take that person with you because yeah. there's a piece of them in you, right? So, yeah, it was it was a super cool experience. I've told Crystal about that, but
2: (laughs) yeah, that's really sweet. That's like a really nice way to look at it.
1: Yeah, it's less creepy
0: and just more creepy, but (laughs) I love that. Well, and especially like having, you know, sick parents like we've had and when they pass, it's. That sense of relief, like they're not suffering anymore, but also like I mean, they can be with me always and they can yes. come with me to see these things, you know, like I love that concept and I kind of like you, like I don't get sad that my dad's gone. I more get sad that I didn't get to know him. I have to get to know him after his death through the things of his that I have and through stories from other people. Like, I wish I knew my dad's favorite song, but Mm -hmm. 90s and 80s country reminds me of him. So anytime I listen to like Alan Jackson or (laughs) whoever, it's like, you know, that's I. I Well, if you ever need. If you ever need like a really good cry, we can sit
1: down and listen to that stuff together cuz that's totally what my dad listened to. Oh, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. But I I love that. Like not every paranormal story is creepy, you know, yeah. even though there yeah. are creepy ones out there. Even the doppelganger one, I feel like while that's creepy, I feel like whatever spirit that was came as something that's comforting comforting to you which was your friend right and that was me mm-hmm. weirdly but like <laughs> I don't think it's meant to be anything bad although it can be because I've seen in a paranormal stuff where it can be but I don't know oh sure
1: I have a question in relation to that so do you think and that you can both answer this or it can be hypothetical either is fine but do you think that something is creepy because of the relationship that you assign to it does it become like a self-fulfilling prophecy in that sense right Or is it just an experience that you can't explain? And because you can't explain it, it's creepy.
2: Well, I mean, I can't explain almost all of those. I can't explain any of those. And I wouldn't say most of them were creepy. I would say the only creepy one was the thing under the table. Um, And obviously my grandma seen somebody behind me because I didn't have, that wasn't my experience. That was hers. Yeah. Um, But I didn't feel creeped out. Or weirded out by most of those. I just couldn't explain it. And like when I was little, of course, it was creepy because I didn't know what it was. Sure, sure. As an adult, I'm like, I don't think it was that creepy. I think it was just bizarre.
1: And like there's another
2: meaning to it, a deeper meaning.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What's your take, Crystal?
0: I agree. I think being a child like you just don't know so like you said you can't assign mm-hmm. anything to it but i really think it's an in the moment kind of thing like you'll yeah. know when something is creepy and threatening versus a visitation and it's like oh okay yeah. like, this thing is here i saw this thing but you you just know from your body naturally reacting to it if it's creepy or not but i'm also i question everything like i'm so skeptical so like <laughs> the doppelganger thing Demons, devils, dark entities, whatever you want to call it, are known to suck you in in one way or yeah. another. So it could have been someone like to make you think, oh, this is like I can trust this and then whatever. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. it could be a good spirit not wanting to scare you and come as something comforting. So exactly, it, that's where like the the feeling of it comes through. And you just but you also just like never know. As much as I want to do like paranormal, paranormal investigating, like the thought of it freaks me out because I don't want anything to get attached to me. And I also yeah. don't know what I'm talking to. Like you just can't yeah. trust it in my opinion. But with my dad, I mean, going back to those boundaries, like I know it's him when I smell cigarette smoke. Like I just know because mm-hmm. I set that boundary with him. And so he knows when I'm around, you'll know. Like I trust yeah. that completely. Um, I've never really had any threatening experiences that I can think of. I did capture ghosts at the Winchester mystery house though on camera on my flip phone. So that was something that was pretty cool. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't really had anything crazy, but I kind of think it's just a feeling in the moment.
2: Yeah. Kind of just like your gut feeling, you know, if it's like bad or evil, I would say like, I am, as, like, those all those experiences where I like visually saw things was mm-hmm. when I was younger. I would say, like, as an adult, it's manifested in different ways. Like, you saying about the picture that reminded me of when we went to my sister and I went to the Los Feliz murder mansion in LA. And I remember, like, we took photos in front of the house. I can send you guys the article if you want to link it because I have like a whole blog post I did about it. But mm-hmm. we took pictures, and I don't remember if it was. My photo, I think it was me taking a photo of my sister. I don't really, can't remember exactly. Either way, one of us took a photo, everything looked normal. And in the next photo, there's a person in the window staring at us. And I want to oh, say I was taking a photo of my sister. Because I always felt like whatever it was came because it could see me
0: from their point right. of view.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think like whatever it was in the window could see me taking the photo my sister was kind of like looking and that house freaks me out so creepy there is a whole like paranormal type show on it i can't remember the name of it but they did a whole episode two episodes on it
0: mm-hmm. and
2: i think it was ghost Super- adventures i think you're right yeah yeah really creepy house i don't like it and um i just remember like in you'll see the photos where like you can see that there's something clearly there and it looks a lot like And in my opinion, it looks a lot like the dad who committed the murders there. Mm. To some people, it kind of looks like a woman, but I see a man. So, like, that happened as an adult, and it wasn't something I noticed in the moment. It was, like, looking back at photos after I posted them on social media, and people were, like, saying, like, hey, I think there's somebody in the window. Um, Oh, wow. And other things is, like, more feelings now. Like, oh, I feel like this is going to happen, and then it happens. I feel like with everything, I just, like, Mm -hmm. manifest things. For example, like... Where Crystal and I grew up, they had the pipeline explosion Mm
0: -hmm. in
2: the neighborhood and it killed a bunch of people, burned down like the whole neighborhood. And my husband, then boyfriend, lived literally right up the street from where it happened. And I remember there was always two ways to get to my house from his house. There was more of like a freeway type thing, just like Mm -hmm. a a big highway that you could drive a lot faster on or you could go that would be like going right out of the neighborhood. If you go left, you go through the residential area and go through like, it's a lot slower and you just pass all the houses. And I would always go right. So I'd always take the highway and I never would go left. And he was one day he asked me like, why do you always go right? Just because it's probably more dangerous. Technically it's kind of like Mm -hmm. a freeway. And I was like, I don't know. I just don't have a good feeling about going left. Like I feel like something bad is going to happen down there. And not even kidding, two months later, this fire, this explosion happened. And the day it happened, happened to be a day I got called into work and my dad made him go work for him at the church. So I got called into like the wait, a waitressing or a hostess job that I used to do. And he got called in. So we weren't home when it happened, luckily. But it was really bizarre because it was like, I always had a feeling something bad was gonna happen there. And then it did. And it happened like two months after I said it. Um, Interesting. And then in a dream, um, when I was in high school on Halloween, like this was like in real life, not in my dream, but in real life on Halloween, when I was in high school, at Crystal's Face, I was driving with my friend and a little boy ran in front of my car and I hit him and he was fine. He lived like it wasn't a hard impact, but it was freaking traumatizing for all of us. And right. he was just excited, trick or treating. And I, he wasn't in a crosswalk like there was no legal things that I did wrong. Um, He just darted in front of my car and I hit him. Well, like, again, a couple months before that happened, I had a dream that I hit somebody with my car. Um, And it felt so real that it woke me up. And then it happened. So I'm like, I think things manifest differently now for me.
1: That makes sense. I've had the Mm -hmm. same experience where I've dreamt something and then not long after that, something happens. Yeah. Yeah. Super bizarre when that happens. And it's the dream feels different than a normal dream, right? But I've also had the same thing where it's like a feeling like this, you saying that story reminded me. So it was when I was pregnant with my daughter Mm -hmm. and I had gone to work and the whole day, like I went... Um, the town that I worked in at the time, I had a couple friends that lived there. And so I went and hung out with my friends before work and we ran to the store and I had to like do some errands and stuff. And as I was driving around, I was being like really extra careful. And my friend was like, what are you doing? And Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know. I just have this feeling that something's going to happen. Like, I feel like I'm going to get in a car accident. And on the way home, I got rear ended, like on my uh way home from work. I got rear-ended that same day and it was it totaled my car like I was okay but I remember having that feeling all day and I was like this feels so weird like I don't understand it. Mm
2: -hmm. It's so scary. It's like your intuition is just telling you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's super weird. But I think you're right. I think like you have to trust your gut like your intuition Mm -hmm. will always tell you like exactly what you need to know. But that's so hard when like when the adults in our life invalidate the experiences that we have. It's really hard to trust that intuition, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's interesting too that you're getting into like witchy stuff, like you're saging now, you got your moon water. So, like mm-hmm. what's that about? Like, where did that come from? Because you weren't doing that like six months ago that I know of.
2: Yeah, um probably more so like I see a lot of tarot card readers on TikTok. A lot of like, here's your daily or weekly horoscope, like those types of videos, and mm-hmm. then they'll pop up like, Oh um here's a thing like a new moon or full moon ritual my sister's really into it too so like she definitely started this before me and so she would always be like oh I'm charging my crystals oh I'm Mm -hmm. charging my moon water and I was like you're a wackadoo and then I'm like let me try this I think it came from being like realizing how powerful my me manifesting things is like it's almost scary it's like I have to be very careful like because I feel like I'm very strong with manifesting things whether it's." it's good or bad obviously you have to believe it because like sure my husband does it with me too and at first I think he thought I was pulling a prank on him because he came home and I was like we're gonna write on these bay leaves and then we're gonna burn them in a dish and then we're gonna release them to the earth and
1: he He was probably like what the hell
2: yeah and he was like this would be the funniest prank if you were pranking me this would be so good and I wasn't and so I told him like you have to really believe in your intentions, though. You can't just like say, I want a million dollars and then just write right. that on belief leaf and hope it comes true. Like, you have to like say things and write things down that you feel are achievable and that you really want. And yeah. so that's what I've been doing. We, we uh, I don't think we did it last full moon, but we've definitely charged moon water, saged, let out the bad juju, all that. Um, but I would say definitely TikTok got me on that, and my sister. For sure. That's
1: awesome. That's way cool. I love hearing people like coming into that space too. Of, of, it's almost like you switch gears into living your life in an intentional way mm-hmm. where like you're purposely doing certain things in the hopes of following, you know, that manifestation, right? Like mm-hmm. following through on your commitment and then God, the universe, source, whatever you want to call it, like it doesn't have a choice but to follow through on it's side of the commitment as well yeah 100 percent. i believe that whatever that creator is of everything or universe or source like of course whatever you want to call whatever word works for you Mm -hmm. i feel like whatever that is is in contract with us like yeah we have a contract with that and it wants to give us everything we want yeah but our our little tiny human brain is so like, wrapped up in our day to day, like, <laughs> this is mine, and this is like, I'm responsible for this, and all of these things, right? Like, we're so wrapped up in all the things that we have to take ownership of instead of just being able
0: to be open and receive.
2: Yeah. 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 I think that's the part of it is being open.
0: Specifically, your mindset about everything. Like, I feel like you're a pretty positive and optimistic person, whereas I'm the total opposite. Like, I'm cynical, I'm pessimistic. I always think the worst is going to happen before anything good happens. And when something good does happen, it's like, okay, cool. But when's the ball going to drop? Right. Yeah. So I feel like just going in with that positive headspace and not worrying about the noise or the negativity of anything, Mm -hmm. like you're only going to see the good. So you're only going to attract the good, Mm -hmm. you know? And I love that about you. Like maybe that's why you draw people in, you know, you're, you're like a magnet to good things. Um, thank you. No. <laughs> so funny you
2: say that because my dad recently was like, Kimberly, you know, you're a narcissist. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, but I don't get it because everybody likes you.
1: That's <laughs> you know, so you funny.
2: That was like, okay, dad, thank you. I think that was a backhanded compliment, but okay.
1: <laughs> I love that. I was going to say like being a manifesting generator though, like you have a magnetic aura. That's part of it like you have a magnetic aura, you're going to draw people in because part of being that manifesting generator is the generator piece. And that that is allowing things to come into your sphere for you to say yes or no to, Mm -hmm. right? And if you say no to something, there's no other option than for something else to come in. And that's part of that magnetism. Like the more that you follow those things and that you live that life intentionally and you're saying yes to things that are yeses, know the more you do that stuff the happier you are and the happier you are the more you draw in it's fascinating
2: (laughs) yeah i love that i think that's um kind of like what crystal said on the last podcast i think where she mentioned like different relationships friendships that for different seasons like yeah i would say i have a lot of friends but like they all kind of have a version of me like crystal i've known since i was five so she knows a lot about me, but then I have other friends who have known for less times who also know a lot about me, but probably like different things. Like
1: Yeah. It's pretty weird when you think about that, like your friendships and and everyone that you encounter, like every single person has a completely different version of you living in their head.
2: Yeah. Exactly. It's
1: never like the same thing.
2: It's so <laughs> weird. It's you give them like the version that you want them to know pretty much.
1: Yeah. I I have a friend that kind of went through a thing with that where she was like is that masking, right? Like, is that putting on a mask for other people? And I said, I don't know that I believe that it is, because sometimes certain things are appropriate for certain situations, right? And I I don't think that that's hiding anything or being dishonest. I think that that's respecting what the situation calls for.
2: I agree. I think that, like, I could be a lot. So if I gave my full self to every single friend, like, you you understand that like, people can only handle so much and, like, they have their own lives to going on, and things to worry about. So you're not sure. going to, like, trauma dump or, like, uh,
0: yeah.
2: do things to people who probably can't handle it, say things. You just kind of have to respect, like,
1: what they can handle. Yeah, that makes sense to me.
0: And that's also just being aware of yourself and aware of others, too, because some people are not like that, which yeah. is unfortunate. But it's all about just finding your people, you know? Yeah. For sure. I have a question. Mm-hmm. And you might have already answered it. Do you think you stopped seeing the spirits? Because one, they either just stopped showing up. The addition kind of changed the vibe of the house. Or the house was blessed. Like what what do you think like changed? Or even getting older too. You know, getting older kind of has an effect. So why do you think things kind of shifted and, and stopped?
2: I think that the timing was both well the the addition happened so i was hanging out in a different part of the house once it was built but at the same time i was i was getting older i probably hit puberty a lot of things changed around that same exact time so i feel like that and then also just i was so scared of it like i because i was being told like it wasn't true so i'm like well i know it's true because i'm seeing it but (laughs) if i'm being told it's not true then like i'm gonna be scared of it because why am i seeing it so i kind of just closed myself off to it and i would say that I probably closed myself off to it for a long time, didn't even think about it. And then now I'm like, as I'm getting older, again, with like manifesting things, I'm like, oh shoot, like I feel like I can have a cer- certain connection mm-hmm. towards like whether it's the other side or what. And I'm way more open to it now. I mean, I don't see things, but again, it's like manifested in different ways as an adult with like feelings and intuitions and, and all of that.
1: Yeah. I wonder if now that like you are going into, like, this life of, like, ritual and practice and um, intention and all of that. I wonder if that's going to start coming back online because that's kind of what happened with me. I went into that, yeah. I I had forgotten a lot of stuff, but I had, like, we've talked about it before. I had a ton of trauma as a kid, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's probably what, like, shut mine down is that I was in survival mode, and I couldn't focus on that stuff. But Mm -hmm. I do remember, like, I had an imaginary friend as a kid. Mm -hmm. I very distinctly remember... Yeah, I remember that Um, they say that that's a sign of that and I remember like having a huge imagination always daydreaming always like dreaming up like all these ideas right and then going through that and then um, as I started coming back around to this like I went through this period of time where like I was on medication for uh, I was on antidepressants for about 12 years and nothing ever really worked no doctor ever asked me if I had trauma. So I think what probably was happening is I was having a trauma response and the symptoms of that look very similar to, you know, going through depression and having Mm -hmm. these other issues. And anyway, that's the short version of the story. And, you know, as I was coming off of that, when I started, almost like I was reclaiming my life. Mm -hmm. That's how it feels now on the other side of it, right? Like in the moment, it doesn't feel great. but. But in that point, like I was like, no, I really need to like get in touch with who I am as a person. And so I started looking into my ancestors. And then I was like, okay, well, I have a ton of people from Ireland. What do they do? What is their practice? So I started looking at like Celtic practice, following the wheel of the year, celebrating like the Celtic holidays, all of that stuff. And we've talked about that in previous episodes too. But as I started doing those things and like getting more in touch with that, that's when things started showing up that I was like, oh, that's really interesting and weird. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, following through on like practices and doing like these intentions and, and doing full moon stuff and then collecting crystals, like all that mm-hmm. stuff was like baby steps into this yeah. really weird world <laughs> of yeah. things that nobody understands. But <laughs> definitely. yeah, it's interesting. I'll be interested to see how it plays out for you.
2: Yeah, it, it's definitely interesting. It reminds me, like last week I was standing in the bedroom with my husband and I was like, I feel like somebody's standing right behind me right now. <laughs> and like, you could just feel like, like you said you were in a hospital room and you felt like mm-hmm. she wasn't in the bed, but she was somewhere else. Like that feeling. And like, sometimes I do feel like I don't see anything, but I'll feel like you when there's somebody standing behind you and you just know it, I get that feeling yeah. so much sometimes. And I'm always like, I wonder if this is, it but in a different form
1: yeah and, or like baby uh, stepping back into it
2: yeah wow.
1: interesting oh i love all of it it's so yeah. fascinating
0: and it
2: doesn't feel evil it doesn't feel yeah. like spooky it just feels like oh yeah there's somebody definitely in the room right now
0: <laughs> yeah that's crazy yeah that's wild so sheena you're the expert because mm-hmm. you've visualized and like seen things so like how do you suggest if kim or kimberly if she wanted to open that up what can she do to like ask who's there or see what it is or who it is well i think that the answer to this is an answer
1: that applies to literally anyone so anybody who wants to do that like it is despite what a lot of people think it's not something that's like saved for just like a few select people right mm-hmm. it's not something that's hidden away there's not like some secret method to get into these unlocked doors i think really it is just coming into that intentional space mm-hmm. and spending time there and the more that you do that the more you begin to perceive the things that are outside of what the normal is what yeah. they like accepted normal right in air quotes because i don't believe in that but um, I think the more that you practice with that, the easier it becomes. And especially if uh, if you are familiar with what it feels like to be in like the meditative headspace, when you can just clear everything else out, as you practice that and you get really good at it, you get to a point where it's super easy to just drop in to that yeah. headspace. And when you can do that, that's when you really start to be able to differentiate. I've experienced that a lot in my Reiki practice. So when I'm working on someone else, it's not always... But oftentimes there will be a presence that will come through. And sometimes it's just like a spirit guide. Sometimes it's like an ancestor. Sometimes it's like a loved one. Like it it could be a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. There was one time, uh, not this last summer, but the year before, i had a booth at this little it was a little tiny pop-up summer festival celebration thing and i was reading tarot and it's the first time i ever publicly read tarot for other people Mm -hmm. but i had been doing it for a couple of years at that point, And I was like, I feel pretty comfortable doing that. So there was quite a few people who came through the booth. Um, I had a bunch of stuff that I like jewelry that I had made. Um, I had like a I had an abundance oil and like a bunch of other things that I had made and then put Reiki into because I'm attuned to it. And there was a woman who kept coming back to my booth. So she came to my booth and looked through everything and asked me questions about like the jewelry pieces that I had or then she would come back over and ask about the oil and she kept coming back like all day long and I thought it was so weird and then she came back and she was like can you read my cards and I was like sure and so I pulled her cards and we had a really good discussion about it Um, and then she was like I really want you to read my mom's cards so she went and got her mom and came back. And sat her mom down. I read her mom's cards. And that was really great. Like good conversation again. And she came back to my booth again toward the end of the day. And she was like, I just really feel like I'm supposed to get Reiki from you. And I was like, okay. Well, you know, the shop that we were in front of has a little room set aside that was all set up. So we go into this room and we're sitting there. And um, she's like, I'm sorry if that's weird. I was like, no, it's not weird at all. Like, I, I believe in trust your gut. I believe in mm-hmm. all of those things. And I was like, I'm happy to do it. And she took off her shoes and laid down on the massage table. And right as I put my hands on her head to start the Reiki practice, that I could feel and sense that there was a man. And I, I was like, I can't say this out loud. Like, I was still really new to it. And I was super mm-hmm. freaked out. I was like, I can't say that out loud. And he kept pushing. He was like, no, like, this is why she's here. Like, you have to talk to her. So I was like, okay, I'm getting, like, there's there's a presence. And she was like, okay. And I was like, it's a man. And I said, and all I can see is, like, he's very jolly. Like, he feels super loving and kind and, and happy and, just so so happy like that's the overwhelming feeling I was getting and as soon Mm -hmm. as I told her that she started crying and I was like I'm so sorry and she was like no it's okay and I went through the rest of the session and she sat up on the table and she was like could you see him and I said no I just felt him and she was like my husband passed away in December and that was her husband." (laughs) Ooh, chills again. It was the craziest Especially experience. Especially as you
2: like said Jolly and Jolly's associated with like Christmas time and December. Yeah. I don't know what she celebrates, but that's yeah. a weird connection.
1: It was super weird. She was just like, yeah, he passed away in December and like I've been having a really hard time. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I said the only message that I'm getting is to ask for help. If you feel stuck, ask for help. And she was like, that's absolutely perfect. And then she left and I never saw her again. And it was the weirdest thing. But yeah, she was like, I just keep feeling like I'm supposed to get Reiki from you. And she's like, I initially didn't want to do it because I didn't know what it was. And I was like, oh, I can't explain what happened there. But
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I love stories like that. Mm -hmm. Me
1: too. I have a lot of wholesome stories. I don't have a lot of spooky ones. (laughs) I know. Yours are
2: so sweet and like, but it's a good balance.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We balance out. That's
2: right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's awesome. Well, is there anything else to add before we wrap up the spooky episode? I don't
1: know. I don't think so i feel good about it i think that's a really great place to end even though i know it's supposed to be halloween whatever whatever you celebrate if it's halloween if it's sawin if it's all saints day dia de los muertos whatever it is it's all celebrating those who have passed Mm -hmm. those who have gone before us right so do that in the best way that you can honor the people who came before you and know that you're always supported by the other side Absolutely,
0: mm-hmm. uh, Kim. Can you share the story about Yaya and the dog
2: and the cane? When I would pretend to be the dog.
0: Yeah, that story. Oh, no, do we have any videos of that? Smile so much. I feel like it would be a good way to end. Okay, so
2: I used to have this dog. When this is like when I lived at home back when my grandma was still alive. So we had to be like sixteen years old. and I had this dog named Shoni. Shoney was like a white border, border collie and i remember one time crystal was over and i don't know why i decided to put white towels on my body and get on all fours and be covered in towels so i resembled (laughs) a dog my poor yaya we tortured her and i crawled into the room my grandma stayed at the time and my yaya thought i was shoni and she was like (laughs) shoni get out and she grabbed her cane (laughs) and started just Hitting me with a cane, like nudging the dog out of the room. You don't want the dog in there. And Crystal and I were just crying, laughing. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. Like this old lady, I mean, she was like 94, 95. Wow. And she already like wasn't all there. And then we're over here torturing her, like pretending to be a dog. And it was so wrong. <laughs> but it was. So, yeah, that's funny. She, she put up with so much. She probably mm-hmm. knew it was us. Was Probably. just like, I don't know, entertaining it.
0: Oh. <laughs> That's the story when you were telling the other story that came to my mind. I'm like, oh, she's got to tell the dog story because it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. We were horrible.
2: <laughs> we were. There's so many videos of it, too. We have evidence of
1: it. I know. <laughs> I I'm so have- glad that I'm old. There's no evidence of the
0: weird shit that I did as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> just stories, lots of lore.
2: That was so funny. <laughs>
0: I know. I documented everything on my camera. Mm-hmm. I have like some some good gems,
2: which is so good
0: in the archive. I love to look at it. Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to be part of the conversation today, feel free to write into us at weirdlifestylepod at gmail As always, it's in the show notes, and we also have our blog where we have recaps of the episodes and any resources or anything um, we reference. So yeah. Happy Halloween. Happy spooky season. Thank you, Kimberly, for joining the podcast today and sharing all your stories. It was a blast as always. Thank you for
2: having me. Happy Halloween.
1: Yeah. And if you made it this far in the episode, make sure that you leave us a rating so other people can find us. Have a great season and we'll catch you guys in the next episode.
2: Bye. Bye. (laughs)